Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Catch Kate podcast. Today, we continue with another series of interviews, and we have the lovely Neve Cronin of Inner Space. Um, she is here to talk about a space she has created for people to come back into themselves and to return back to their own nature. So it's going to be a very um, interesting conversation. Um, so Neve, welcome today. Uh, would you like to give a little bit of an introduction about you? Yes, thank you so much. And it's just so, so wonderful to be on this podcast and to be connected, um, both being from East Cork. I feel like it's a, going to be a very special one. Um, so it's always really, I guess, sometimes a little bit awkward, you know, where do I begin? Where do, where do you share your story? But, um, uh, you know, for the last eight to 10 years, I've been working in, I guess, the personal development space, you know, creating spaces for people to to essentially come back to themselves. And um, for the first four or five years, I was working more in the traditional space, you know, of coaching and mentoring. But I quite quickly realized that a lot of, not all, but a lot of the modalities and the teachings and the way in which coaching is facilitated um, perpetuates this idea that we need fixing or that there's something lacking. Um, and it just didn't really sit right with me. And so there was a pivotal time in my journey where I decided to take a step back from the space. And this is also, I guess, coincided with my own spiritual path and my own my own journey of, of, of self-awareness um, where I began to to question that there was possibly a different way in which we could create a space to grow, one which honored the, the premise or the idea that, you know, we essentially have all that we need within us um, and perhaps all we require is the space to realize that. Um, and that, you know, we really have the capacity to self-heal, to self-regulate, um, to tap into our own source of wisdom. And uh, if you want to even say, you know, intelligence or body's intelligence. Um, and and I guess that's when I really began my deeper journey, um, which was to create space for people that really just invited them into themselves more and more. And to begin to take up space in the world um, but then to also begin this curious you know I, I call it inner quest to discover you know there's a plethora of intelligence and wisdom that's um, within us and that we we I guess in some ways have only you know scratched the surface in in discovering um, and a lot of you know what I find are ancient even original cultures in, in uh, around the world would point towards this you know um so my journey in some ways I've always been quite curious um ever since a very young child I was always curious about life curious about um that there had to be more to what we could see sense and feel and I think I was quite an intuitive child and my my mom would tell me stories of how you know I was very young I would see and sense things but I think, you know, growing up in um, in this world, um, you know, as you grow up, you know, through society and, and, and culture and conditioning, you can kind of shut down some of those those senses. And so it was actually later in life and it was actually, you know, 
when I was going through my own spiritual journey that I, I began to create space to tap into that again. And, and that curious quest kind of led me um, around the world to particularly, I just felt drawn to, um, to connect with what I felt were original ancient cultures and practices because I just felt innately that how they live, um, their way of being, how so connected they are with nature. Um, it just felt to me um, that this was our more natural way of being. And, and so my quest led me on, on this journey to reconnect with what I call our original way or our origin. Um, and now today I guess you know that journey has taken over you know it's taken place over the last eight to ten years but what I've created is because there was so much I discovered on that journey around um I guess you know our body's wisdom and intelligence its direct connection with nature um I created what I call a map and that map essentially was just my way of really trying to understand and integrate um, all of this information in a way that was, I guess, simplified. And, and now what I do is I, I offer that map um, to others um, in what I call inner space, um, which is a space where people can essentially begin to connect with their body and their own body's wisdom in their own way. And they can access this map I've created as a companion on that quest. And so it guides them um, and provides them with tools and how to, and I know it might sound simple, but just, you know, sometimes just even to create the space to, to feel again, to connect to what is already within you and to be able to translate it perhaps through a greater awareness. So, that's, I guess, a kind of a brief summary of so many things, but hopefully it's, it's an introduction of some sorts. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That was lovely. Thank you so much. Um, and would you say as a young girl, did you feel very in tune with nature? Like, was that something, did you spend a lot of time out in nature? Yeah. Um, so growing up in the countryside, um, you know, me and my siblings, we would spend all of our time outdoors. And we had this like tree house that we used to like always spend time up in the trees or we would, you know, my uncle's farm was right next door and we would spend, you know, all of our evenings down the fields playing with hay and just just completely immersed in nature. You know, my whole childhood, um, all of my memories are us playing in nature and there was also a sense and a fascination of connection connection to the fae and to the fairies and um but again you know as as I grew up you know th that connection started to fade but there there was a sense like my grandmother played a very pivotal role I think in keeping keeping the mystical connection open for me my mother or my grandmother was very religious in that like she um, was very connected to the Catholic faith, but yet at the same time was so connected with nature. And while her language and her connection of nature may have come through, I guess, um, 
the a religious uh, form there was also she she kept that curiosity open in me to discover that there is something more connected in life there's something more alive in nature than what we can sometimes see so um it was interesting that obviously grew up that connection with nature it never went away but there definitely was a disconnect when I went into high school and 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 I guess began to explore life but my grandmother developed Alzheimer's um and I was actually with her at the time of her passing and I witnessed something very miraculous happen in the room and when she passed and it was actually that was a very key turning point in my life because I guess you could say I'd become so disconnected from myself from nature I had at the time I was in a job that I didn't like I was in a relationship that wasn't aligned I was very depressed and I remember at the time I think my doctor even prescribed me medication because I was so I was so disconnected I was very lost but seeing my grandmother pass it felt, and I know it may sound silly, it felt like she was passing this torch to me as if like, go now and live your life, go now and and find yourself. And that was in um, February, 2011. I quickly, after her passing, it was like something changed in me. And I came off the medication and this whole path of finding myself coming back to my nature began and I ended that relationship. I uh, left my job and I packed up all my things and I took off on this journey um, of traveling the world, which I know <laughs> we may have some, we've not spoken about it, but I think there might be some similar, you know, themes in life here for us. And I'd never been anywhere on my own, travel, let alone traveling on my own. And so that was kind of the begin of, beginning of my quest back to nature. Um, yeah. Yeah, amazing. It's, yeah, it resonates a lot. Um, yeah, well, and where were you drawn to first when you actually left were you drawn to a specific culture or place or nature? Yeah. So in some ways, I feel like my journey of, I've, well, it might sound silly. I feel like I've lived many lives within this life alone. There's been so many chapters. Um, but essentially the first part of my journey was really about learning to be me again and to be in my playful, childful, childlike nature, I should say which I think I had become so rigid and so restricted by life and by expectation. So the first part of the journey was, I guess it was the typical journey of going to Southeast Asia and exploring, I guess just, just putting myself in a new environment, new food, new culture. And um, I had booked, originally had booked group tours because again, it was that, you know, when we step out of our comfort zone, we sometimes like to control it. And so we like to say, oh, I'll do it, but I'll just make sure um, I feel comfortable. So I'm going to um, 
so I booked this group tour, but the moment I landed, I actually met this girl and we just really connected. And instantly I just wanted to be free. I didn't want to be tied to a specific group or agenda. And so I remember I had this coin in my pocket and I decided that I was going to travel differently. And so every day I would flip a coin and heads or tails and that would decide whether I would where I would go so where I would travel to or what activities I would end up doing and I left the group tour and I just ended up traveling in this state of um well really the coin brought me into presence it also allowed me to enter into what we call sync state of synchronicity so I would meet you know I met this girl I I flip the coin and ask heads I'm going to travel with her for the next few days tails I'm going to stay here and so the coin ended up allowing me to experience the magic of um instantaneous um choice um because we become so locked and so rigid in our lives right and quite often we can feel, you know, if you're listening to this, because if I had heard this when I was really stuck, you know, before my grandmother died, I felt so stuck, so rigid. There was no way out. I felt like so like there was no hope for me to change my circumstances. But if I understood what I'm about to share now, it would have changed everything because there's certain laws that I've come to learn in nature. And there's this law of synchronicity, like when you decide in any moment to follow the impulse of, a, of your heart and take instantaneous action in that moment you you can completely change the trajectory of your life and what's interesting now is if those who are studying quantum physics or quantum science the idea of what I'm speaking to now is it's it can be very practical because when you do something different in that moment you follow through and decide to take a new path in that moment in quantum physics um you completely change the probabilities that are available to you because if you're living the same life over and over the same decisions the same actions the same routine the probabilities become less and less and less and you just keep living in the same mundane reality but in any moment you can choose something different but we're often led to believe that that we can't but what i learned when i was traveling in this way when i decided to follow my heart and even follow the instinct of you know even the coin okay you're going to go and travel with this person for the next few days or you're going to um you know, there were times when I jumped out of an airplane. I never thought I'd do that because I flipped the coin and I, and I was open to the experience and I decided to surrender into it fully. What happens is my life began to open up. And I began to experience so many miraculous things with new people and invited me into more engagement with life. And that's when I realized that, you know, was I ever truly living? Um, so initially the first seven months of the journey was just being in the present moment there was no plan other than to to live and to be with people fully to be with nature to experience new foods new cultures and then 
I arrived in Australia where I connected with my sister and my brother. They were living there at the time. And I decided I fell so in love with, with Australia. I always had a very strong connection to Australia since a very young child. I I just had this knowing that I needed to make roots there. And so and that's what that's what I did. But I mean I might pause there because there's there's the journey does take a turn here. Um but yeah, maybe we can pause there because um before I share any more, because there is there is something There is something in that, I guess, even even just for people listening, you know, um, just I am also mindful that, you know, my journey is is very different to everyone else's. And we don't always need to physically leave or to travel to have the experience I'm sharing. Um, and I think that's important to mention, but there is. There is wisdom in in trusting, in trusting and moving with the impulse in your heart when you need to. And do you think that the living that the majority do now, do you feel that that inhibits that in some way? Because everything's so like time orientated and planned and it takes away the spontaneity, doesn't it? Mm. Which depends on like how deep you want to go with this, right? Because, <laughs> and you know, I often find how I live, um, my life, it, it, it almost can't be translated through the screens, through the phones, through Instagram, in a way, uh, and that's okay. But when we can be together in physical space. I feel that so everything in the outside world right now is it, it's vying to keep our awareness fixed in what I call the linear, to fixed in time. It's also vying us to keep our awareness here in the realms of the mind. And it's also vying to keep our awareness fixed in the external. So because of that, our brains are wired to seek externally it's also they're also because of that our nervous system is wired to uh, be an urgency um and we're almost programmed to be consistently showing up in a specific way and what can happen is like when we are in nature so and you know i'm sure you find this and particularly with the, the spaces the forest bathing and everything that you create when we just take a moment to be in nature you know we sit by the ocean you sit by a tree you can actually feel your body sink to a different rhythm just sink to a different pace and sometimes that's unconscious all you, you might just feel a sense of peace wash over you or a sense of calm and stillness but when we're in nature, what naturally happens is our awareness begins to shift from the outer back into the inner. It also begins to shift from the mind actually into the heart and into our emotional brain, which 
we're often we don't consciously engage with and when that happens we we essentially have the capacity to connect into a field of awareness and intelligence that is in nature and i call that the field of natural intelligence so that's it's it's the unseen energy that permeates the trees it permeates um every living system and then that same intelligence permeates our body it permeates through our cells but sometimes we don't um bring conscious awareness to it because we're so wired to 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 be in the external and and that is why i just i'm very passionate about creating spaces that support and empower people to take a moment to pause to turn theirs inwards and to expand their field of perception so they can feel that because that is who we are that is who we've always been and when we can live in that space i love this quote by rumi you know out beyond the the space of what is right and wrong there is a field and i'll meet you there and i guess we can say right and wrong is that space of of um you know beyond beyond the external right and and that that field is where we feel at peace where we feel at harmony where we feel connected and I feel my journey when I was lost, when I was disconnected, when I was depressed was because I had disconnected from my ability to feel and to be in my body and to feel a connection with the world around me. And, you know, I, I with these phones, like, I often ask, like, what, what lens do you see the world through now? And just being mindful that we don't have to demonize this. It exists as part of the world we live in. But I think it's important for us to be equally aware of where we where we now fix our awareness. And when we come back into our bodies and we connect back into who we are, we'll find that we can develop a core stability um, and awareness to be able to respond to the changes in our world that we're not going to be influenced necessarily by the external but we essentially will develop a capacity to influence it so I don't know I don't know if that answers your question but um, I, and I know we're talking about many different things right now but my intention is that by the end of the podcast perhaps you know people listening can walk away with some clarity um yeah that's my intention no that all it's all perfect like everything is like bing 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 you know and I I even in my own journey what I found was that the closer I am in that space of intelligence like working with the bees being in the trees working with the soil the difficulty that I found is when I go back into society where it's fast and there's demands and there's times. And when you've gone from that space, it's like we need more people to come to this space so the world can go to that space because it's, it's I find very hard to, it's a challenge for me 
to function in the other space because my nervous system is like, whoa. Because obviously before working corporate, I, 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 I did sense it a lot. I was like, okay, I'm not feeling good. But I think I was able to just regulate it a bit more. I was just a bit more able for it. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, we all, you know, at some point or another, it would be great if we could all come back here, you know? Yeah, you, you've, you've just touched a huge, like a really important point. And actually it's interesting before we press record, we were about to speak into this and I talked about this idea of um, polarization that can, that can happen. Um, and I'll speak into what I mean by that, you know, on my own journey, you know, like after traveling Southeast Asia, I arrived in Australia and I entered back into the corporate space in order to stay in Australia. You know, there's very specific requirements around visas. And so I found myself back in the software industry again in order to satisfy my visa requirements. And I embraced that fully. But I, I was, you know, the youngest female manager um, in a top Fortune 500 company. And I really you know, leaned in to try and prove myself as a woman in that space. And I ended burning out. And um, a few years later, I ended up in, in a cardiac ward in Sydney. And that was really kind of the crossroads, you know. Um, and that was when I really went through a profound awakening at that time. And I realized that this way of living was not sustainable my body, the wisdom of my body was letting me know that this way of life was not sustainable in allowing my body, my being to thrive. And so that was when I had to make a huge decision. And from that moment, I made a complete lifestyle change, you know, changed my diet, um, stopped drinking alcohol, um and began you know what people would refer to as like this spiritual awakening this journey of exploration but I also went through you know illness can be a catalyst for awakening okay and I think sometimes that can be often misunderstood we can translate disease as something negative but really disease is the body's intelligence this body's way of letting you know that change is required that if you choose to change in this moment you can choose to actually transform and you can choose to actually adapt and to to thrive at a greater level and, and that's what i decided to do and i began to all of a sudden begin to feel and sense you know those natural intuitive abilities that i had as a child they started to kind of reemerge, and that's when I felt drawn to explore different books, different teachings, different modalities. But nothing was fully resonating. Um, nothing fully, truly matched what I could feel and sense inside. Um, and that even pertains to like, you know, even a lot of the new age spiritual teachings as well. Like some of it resonated, some of it, uh, you know, helped to validate my experience, but it didn't fully connect to the essence 
that I could feel inside. And so that's why my quest kind of led me to connect with the Indigenous us, the people of Australia. Um, and, and so to, you know, travel to South America to connect to different Indigenous cultures there um, and, and so forth. Because I felt that um, how they were living and their awareness of our body's wisdom and intelligence, you know, even the Indigenous Australian people, you know, their knowledge and wisdom of the dream time um, and this ability to tap into a greater field of intelligence in nature and to communicate and to translate that was very normal. And it was later on that journey, connecting with some of these indigenous people, they mirrored back to me that what I was feeling and what I was connecting to within myself was very real and very true. And, and that it was really important that I continue to create space for that. Um, despite the fact that it may not have matched um, what a lot of other spiritual teachers spoke about or what a lot of other teachings or modalities portrayed. And so that's really what encouraged me to continue this quest. And that's why I call it uh, origin is like almost like expanding our capacity to to explore who we really are and the intelligence of the human body beyond what we've been told and to let the, your inner experience lead you let nature within you be the teacher let nature within you reveal to you who you actually are not to be informed from the outside in but i want to get to this piece around polarization because what can happen is the more you sync with nature and the more and i can only speak from my own experience and the more I kind of peel back from the outside world and society and, you know, I spend time in the jungles, completely immersed in nature, no technology. And um, there's actually a quote from Martin Shaw. Um, and he, he quotes the Aboriginal people in Australia saying that we Westerners were only three days deep. And this, there's this idea that if we spend three days alone in nature without technology, without anything, that we would simply sink with with nature and return to our natural state of being. And I, I witnessed that, you know, um, by spending time completely peeled back from the world. And then you begin to see life for what it really is. Beyond the noise, beyond the distraction, um, and I guess this is the, the typical hero and heroine's journey, right? You go out in this journey, quest out into nature, and you find yourself. But the hero and heroine's journey doesn't end there. To complete that journey, you must now come back into the world fully with this awareness of who you really are. But part of that journey is like as you reintegrate and as you come back into the world for me there was immense polarization because I was like if this is who we are how could we be living in this other way how could we be allowing these horrible things to unfold in our world how you know so I became so rigid around what I ate the food that I eat and don't get me wrong I'm still very mindful about how I nourish myself but there was a resistance 
a rejection of I, because when you begin to see what is real and what is not, and you begin to see the truth and what is distortion, I became so polarized to the distortion. And, and this is, I feel, part of what can happen as we do awaken to who we really are, is we begin to really feel what is real, what is not, what is aligned, what is not. And so re-emerging back into the world can be a great challenge, particularly for many at this time who are sinking back with the natural world. We're beginning to see that there's these two worlds coexisting and there's a desire to live and to be in the natural world, but it can be so painful when we need to engage with society and it can feel so it's so out of the grain and flow of what we know is true um it can be a great challenge and so the next part of the journey for me was how can I bring the awareness of who I am and how can I live in the natural worlds and equally coexist with a version of life that equally exists in this world um and that's been that's been my mastery that's been I guess the invitation that I feel nature has been guiding me on um and I call I feel like that's the invitation back to wholeness because nature does not discriminate and when I see, you know, in the midst of whatever's happening in the world, nature is still thriving. Nature still, you know, if you put put concrete down on a piece of grass, right, you'll see that the weeds find a way to grow up through the concrete. And I, I've discovered that the, the sophistication of nature and the sophistication of natural intelligence within our human body is so sophisticated it's far more expansive than we could ever imagine and i'm getting to realize that i'm not limited by the circumstance of the outside world i'm not limited by um what is happening in the external that the more i sync with nature and the more i sync with myself that i can choose to exist in a space in and beyond it and the greater mastery is then when you realize that you can actually influence it you can influence it in the most powerful way and this this really came about through the whole pandemic for me you know 2020 was a year of eyes wide open you know 2020 vision seeing things crystal clear and I feel that the it was really an invitation you know when there is uh, Greg Braden I really I really resonate with some of his work he 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 mentions or speaks to you know as as a species as humanity and um, there have been many key junctures in the evolution of our species and every time there is a quantum leap in in our evolution there's normally an external challenge or crisis that occurs. And I feel like we really are at that 
crossroads right now. We're really at this genetic crossroads and we can see this as as a crisis or as a challenge, or we can see it as an invitation to evolve. And um, I feel like the changes that are happening in our world are inviting us, you know, to to turn the hours inwards. If if we feel like we cannot, um, if we're unhappy with what we're seeing playing out, then it's an invitation to to turn the hours inwards, reconnect to nature, and a wisdom that is far greater and more intelligent, and lean into that that for guidance. We we will cultivate the wisdom and become the antidote to what is happening in the world. And we may even find that we have the capacity to even thrive in the midst of the change. And that's what I'm experiencing right now. That's what I'm experiencing with, with other individuals that are, that are part of inner space is we're beginning to witness that we we have the capacity to thrive and it's not an either or situation. It's a journey of rooting more fully in the world, being more fully in our bodies than ever before, being more rooted and connected to nature, but equally being brave enough to be fully in, in the world and embrace the contrast of the world. And I, feel like this is kind of like the middle path it's it's that um being that wise warrior and 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 a lot of the the tools that we learn in inner spaces is we learn how to to anchor stability within ourselves in our body so we don't necessarily fix it on our homes fix it in relationships or fix it on other things external we really learn how to find it internally we learn how to cultivate safety internally we learn how to cultivate stillness so that we can access a greater insight or wisdom we develop our ability to expand our spatial awareness which is a really powerful tool so that we can bring that greater awareness into the space we occupy in our lives into into the world um and all of these things while they may sound energetic slowly and subtly it begins to create like a ripple in your world because no matter what happens in the outside world if there's a sudden change you you will not be wavered because that stability isn't anchored in something external. There's also this ability to, you know, if there you are challenged in that moment, you can pause, expand your awareness and, and access, access a guidance from your source, not from anything external um to be able to respond and i think respond being the key word here because we we don't want to be in reaction anymore we want to regulate the nervous system we want to 
this work is really powerful because for the most part I discovered I was living in reaction to my life and to the world around me through my fear-based autonomous nervous system. But through these simple practices, you can actually override and, and override the fear-based autonomous nervous system and connect with um connect with a greater aspect of your body that it, and regulate yourself so that you can respond from your natural state and and the more and more we practice this each and every day the more and more we live from that place which is steady which is stable which is on a frequency level it, we're really syncing with a frequency of between five and eight hertz and Nikola Tesla will talk about that, that all natural um, biological systems, both within our body and within the earth, resonate at the, between five and eight hertz. So there's essentially, we're learning how to slow down, expand space or spatial awareness, and to be in our body. And we begin to essentially live, live how we've been designed to live but it doesn't happen. Um, it cannot happen. Like it has to be derived from your own practice and from your own experience. I, I know I'm gonna I'm gonna pause there for a moment. <laughs> so, folks, due to the nature of the length of this podcast, it exceeded the capacity for upload. So, this podcast is going to be split into two episodes. So. You'll find on my podcast uh, episode links the second part of this. Um, stay tuned for more. Ciao.